Welcome to Heart Check, the podcast. I am Eugenie, life and mindset coach at Sela Empowerment, and today I'll be your host for this episode about relationships. I'm joined by Andrew and Esther, a fresh Christian couple that just got engaged, so congratulations guys! Tonight, the topic will be relationships. Guys, I'm sure that we all experience in our lives that phase where we have a crush, someone that we can't stop thinking about. Then we start dating and here comes trouble. How do we balance that feeling with our love for God? But most importantly, how do we maintain God at the center during that dating phase? Before we jump into that topic, guys, tell us a bit more about yourselves. Um, well, first of all, thank you very much for having us on. Um, we're really excited to sort of talk about talk about these topics. A little bit about ourselves. Well, we, in terms, in the context of dating, we met about well, last, just before lockdown. Just before first lockdown. Yeah. Um, and we, so March last year. And we dated for seven or eight months, mm-hmm. and then and then got engaged. Uh, it was quite strange at, at first with with the the regulations were strict then mm-hmm. um, so it's a lot of phone calls yeah. <laughs> a lot of, uh, FaceTime things like that yeah. uh-huh. and then sort of met in person and spent yeah. a lot of time getting to know each other mm-hmm. um, and then yeah things things moved I guess pretty pretty quickly from there yeah I mean we didn't meet in person for about I think it was about two months mm-hmm. so that was interesting because yeah. we got to know each other really well like just from phone calls and like some facetime mm. and getting creative with dates oh, trying yeah. to do like board games online <laughs> at the time it was really frustrating uh, that we that we couldn't meet but very soon after we met we were grateful mm. for the for the time where we'd kind of had no choice but to get to know each other really well um and spend a lot of time just Talking and me in particular, mm-hmm. um, I was I was furloughed at the time, so I had a lot of free time <laughs> on my hands. So um, I I wasn't having to give up anything to spend uh, spend a lot of time sort of getting to know you, which afterwards mm-hmm. I was really grateful for. <laughs> that's, that's amazing. That's amazing. Thank you for that, Kate. Well, I think that's um, a proper question because it's summer, so that's mm. uh, the perfect question just to ask. If you could live anywhere in the world, um, where would it be? This wasn't on the list. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. That's on oh purpose. Gosh. <laughs> if you could live anywhere in the world, where would it be? Um, I would. I would love to live in Italy Ooh. because I love pasta. <laughs> yeah, same here. And like the food is just incredible, mm. and there's there's so much in Italy of like amazing cities, amazing yeah. history. But also like amazing landscape and countryside and coast and it's just an incredible country so yeah, that would definitely yeah. be my okay top choice i think well, I'm, I'm just like, well no 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 I, I, that was a very expected answer and <laughs> <laughs> um, i mean i chose to live in bristol three years ago and i mm. i researched that a fair bit and um, okay. i really love it here in terms of i love living in the city i love the culture i love the mm. mix of different kinds of people you come across yeah um, I like being close to the West Country, which is where I'm from, mm-hmm. um, and that you can get to London quickly, and I've always lived in the South, so, mm-hmm. I mean, Brist- Bristol would be quite high on my list of places to live in the, wow. in the world, really, but, I mean, that's not the kind of answer that people give to <laughs> not this. Really, yeah. I, I, would, I would also love to live in um, New Zealand, I would. Okay. I'm a big cricket fan, mm-hmm. and I know culturally it's, there's some similarities to it here, mm-hmm. and sort of big open spaces, and the way of 
slightly more laid back way of life there. Mm. Um, I think I'd enjoy that. And that's from someone who's never been to New Zealand. So <laughs> <laughs> I say I'd like to have that. Might have been for a surprise. But that's, a, that's a good one. <laughs> Let's start with the first like phase before you know like you you just like think about marriage and everything or engagements mm. um, dating I would say mm. so what does it mean to guard your heart when dating Let's start with the lady first Esther. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that's a really great question it's uh-huh. something that I certainly have sort of like thought about a lot mm-hmm. um, so I'm 27 now mm-hmm. um, I'm turning 28 next week mm-hmm. um, okay. and um, I've been a Christian my whole life so I was raised in a Christian family and just have always yeah believed in God wow. and so kind of throughout my whole life I've kind of had it always in my head of like I need to approach dating mm-hmm. differently to yeah. like how I'm taught or how I see in, in kind of like yeah. society mm-hmm. um, and so to kind of begin with I I was familiar with the verse in Proverbs about guarding your heart yeah. and so I was always had that in my head but struggled with the kind of balance between it's difficult I think to think about guarding your heart and not not think about like putting walls around your heart that mm-hmm. actually means you're not ever vulnerable with people absolutely yeah. because obviously building relationship you need that yeah aspect um and you need to be open and things And so for me, I Mm -hmm. had a bit of like a turning point in my Mm mid-twenties where I had been trying to guard my heart kind of myself Mm -hmm. and sort of think about it more in that way of like, I just won't let people kind of too close to me. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I sort of had a crush on someone basically that was just not the right fit for me at all. And and God had been talking to me about that they weren't the right person for me. And... I basically said to God, look, I can't guard my heart against this person. Like, I don't know how. Um, And he gave me the uh, verse in Philippians, Philippians 4, um, verse 6. Mm -hmm. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let Mm -hmm. your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. And it was just a bit of a revelation of like, oh actually how I practically guard my heart mm-hmm. in the way that Proverbs wants you to is is I have to give this to God wow. and then his peace will guard my heart so God will actually guard my heart um, oh, okay. and from that point on I I think that was probably when I was about 25 or 26 so oh. it wasn't very long ago <laughs> um, but from that point on Mm-hmm. when I was so relaxed about dating mm-hmm. and I just had such a peace about it and anyone that I met mm-hmm. I just didn't I it's, it's hard to explain but I was able to be open yeah. with people and I just felt totally comfortable that I knew God had someone for me mm-hmm. and I knew that I'd know when I met them yeah and so I just mm-hmm. kind of could relax and because I w- knew that God was guarding my heart so when I was meeting people and going on dates and things I I the only way I can put it is I didn't feel any emotional attachment to anyone who was wrong. That's so, mm. like, I I went on, you know, quite a few first dates mm-hmm. and they didn't go anywhere and I wasn't bothered at all. And that's something that would have affected me a lot when I was younger. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I had I had a period where I was seeing like, someone for, like, four or five dates mm. and that didn't go anywhere. Mm-hmm. And again, I wasn't bothered at all. And, and it was just one of those things where, like, until I met Andrew, really, mm. I'd, you know, I'd just, I'd just been so relaxed. And God basically said to me, you know, you're only going to fall in love with one person. Um, wow. And so... 
yeah, and I just felt like God guard my heart throughout that whole period. But the turning point was me not trying to do it in my own strength um, and actually just submitting it to God and Mm -hmm. saying, okay, God, I'm trusting you with this. Mm -hmm. Guard my heart with your peace. Mm -hmm. And that was, yeah. That's really that fun. was it for mm. me. Ooh, that's a strong answer. <laughs> yeah. oh, thank you. Can you compete with that? <laughs> okay, so how about you? Yeah, and I, I'd, I, I'd agree with all of that. And some, some of my, some of my experiences have been, have have been similar to to Esther's on that. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the one that sticks out from from what she was saying was was a definite turning turning point for for me in dating mm-hmm. of. Um, actually deliberately being honest with myself about mm-hmm. things I wanted from relationships, um, which is more difficult than it sounds because what you're doing is cutting off a lot of your, mm-hmm. a lot of your options mm-hmm. by, by doing that. Yeah. Um, and in dating, that's, that's kind of sort of counterproductive to, to, to the end goal of, d- of dating someone possibly. Mm-hmm. But I actually found it in, incredibly sort of a freeing thing to do mm. even though practically speaking you would say well you are you are excluding a lot of people from that and that was a, that was a turning point for me because it, it was something tangible where I felt I am actually now giving this to God mm. and trusting by doing less that he will he will do more yeah. um so that that I'd agree with I think about guarding your heart's a difficult one because I think both within the church and outside of it um, spending time on your own, single, mm-hmm. a prolonged period of that mm-hmm. is is frowned upon, or or at least let's say people would say that's not something that that, that you should seek. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think yeah. that there is a kind of wildly incorrect notion that being in relationship with someone, even if you don't think it's going to go, you would ultimately want it to. It's fine because you're in you're in relationship with someone, yeah. and you're and you're, and there's this thing of you know maybe you're gaining experience from that, or, or in some way or, or something, yeah. which isn't isn't something isn't something that I that I agree with, okay. um, and I think that's a problem both within church and, and mm-hmm. without of it mm-hmm. is that um, not be if you're not in relationship, that's a weak point that you need to that you need to fix. And I think both as society and within church, we need to get more comfortable around that period of, of singleness. Yeah, because totally. um, that's such such an important time. Because there are that? things there are things you wanna you wanna deal with and, and mm-hmm. confront in in yourself Mm-mm. and with God before you, yeah. you bring whatever version of yourself to to another person. So mm-hmm. that's that's what the question of guarding your heart means to means to me. That's how I interpret that that question. Yeah, totally agree. Um, I think you already touched base on that, uh, Esther, but my second question was about how do you keep God first when uh, you're in the dating phase? Um, Again, I think for me, it was sort of just about praying and actually listening to what God Mm, said when dating people. So I... I went back and forth quite a lot when I was younger about mm. whether or not I would date a non-Christian. Okay. Um, and sort of initially, I was like, no, I definitely won't. I definitely want to date a Christian. I think that's important. And then when I was at university, I sort of had a period where I think I was like, oh, maybe I could, because, you know, I'd quite like to date, mm. so maybe I'd date a non-Christian. And I went on a few dates, and I was like, no, this just isn't 
this isn't right. Mm. <laughs> so so that was that was like one point where God was kind of like very clear with me kind of no you need to date a christian mm-hmm. and and then yeah sort of sort of through the rest of my 20s really um one thing i found really important was when i prayed to god about like who i was going to meet and mm. stuff um kind of making notes about what he said oh. because um and kind of writing it down and recording what he promised me my like husband would be like because that kind of has come to me just in like dribs and drabs throughout Mm. the whole of my 20s and then when I met Andrew Mm. he kind of met all of the things that God told me he would okay so that was a really helpful like confirmation to show me that I was with the right person Mm. um yeah and and the other thing I suppose is yeah just just keep just keep praying about it because mm. god God will lead you and and not to not to panic too much about trying to mm. plan too far ahead mm. it's just take it one one day at a time mm. um you know one of one of my like things I find hard is not overthinking things, mm. <laughs> and that's so hard with dating, it especially is. as a Christian because you can go on a first date with someone and in you know in society that's just totally casual yeah and then in the church it can often be incredibly serious and exactly. considered like you are entering a dating kind of relationship with this person mm. even when actually often all you want to do is get to know them and see if there's any kind of connection there that's it, yeah. and so it's i think i think we've got to get a bit better at that um in the church <laughs> but i think also yeah it's kind of like when you do sort of explore those things with people it's just listening to god um Mm. when you do and Mm -hmm. and just being really prayerful um and yeah just just kind of in every situation kind of with every person you meet just talking to god about what he wants from you with that relationship and things and and you know Mm. when god says no they're not right for you listen (laughs) yes please Um, Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Mm. So the, the the question was about um you said that you were asking about how you how we keep God at the at the center of the relationship. Yeah. Um mm-hmm. first of all I'd say that that is an ongoing not challenge for us, but it's something we have to remind ourselves of mm-hmm. regularly because mm-hmm. life life can get life can get busy at times and and you know, sometimes priorities can can be different and whatever. And when mm-hmm. we when we were Esther and I were comparing sort of one or two notes we'd made uh, yeah. before we came to, to record this and mm-hmm. Esther, it was quite good because Esther had interpreted the question almost sort of uh, approaching dating um, oh. whereas I've more interpreted it as in our relationship of, of dating and okay. my my comment would be to sort of anyone anyone listening who's either a Christian considering dating or, or in a relationship mm-hmm. is you, you still have just because the two of you are both Christians, um, you still need to purposefully pursue that together. I think for me, I could occasionally slip into a little bit of a mindset of, I'm a Christian, Esther's a Christian, so it will just flow through us, mm. even if without us having to kind of do anything, and mm-hmm. and um, I won't have to maybe even sort of pursue my faith as purposefully as I was mm, yeah. as a single man. Yeah. Um, but the reality is, is, is you should, we, we treat it similarly to as if, you know, we were friends meeting up at church or anything. We sit down and we have very deep and deliberate conversations. Mm. Um, 
and we you know we, we challenge each other we mm. we sort of in a healthy way I hope question <laughs> some behaviors and, and things mm. and um, yeah how do you keep God at the center is you communicate and, and, and talk about your faith and, and mm. you can't be too don't you can't be too proud like if I said like you know I feel really conflicted mm. about this this part of my faith and I feel this but I've heard this and then your opinion's this and, and you can, you just need to be you need to be open about it because otherwise you you can be in a relationship with another Christian and neither of it makes neither, no yeah, neither of your faith yeah. grows really um, and I think it's very easy to be complacent in that mm-hmm. because you feel you've come so far by just getting into relationship yeah. with another with another Christian so the way to keep God at the center is to is to put God at the center and make and make and make that a prominent part of your discussion. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we almost like take it in turns, don't we? In terms of like, we might go a couple of days or like weeks sometimes where we haven't prayed together or anything, and then mm. one of us will go, "No, we need to sit down. We need oh. to watch a sermon together. We okay. need to talk about it. We need to have a pray and yeah. stuff." I would yeah. say, yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's both. Yeah, both of you trying to be focused on that and, and sort of supporting each other mm. not in a not in a like condemning way in any way but just yeah. sort of checking in and kind of saying like oh you know uh-huh. has God talked to you about anything today or wow. mm. yeah mm. okay that's a good one yeah definitely um after I think there is also like an element where we are just flesh and sometimes it can happen as you said Andrew that we can just you know get busy with our daily lives mm-hmm. and everything so um, my question now is how oh, has your relationship with God affected your relationship with your partner like when you were dating guys like wh- what were like the, this, this situation where maybe you kind of not forgot God but you know we, you got a bit busy and then you kind of you know um, had a yeah if you can tell us more about that like um, what was like your, your red flags like how did you notice that in the first place mm-hmm. I think for me personally, I find the more time I am spending with God, the more like stable I am (laughs) just generally. And so like in our relationship, that sort of expresses itself as I will feel more insecure in our relationship. Mm -hmm. I will feel more anxious um, or I will feel more, you know, sensitive or however you know mm-hmm. like feelings sort of just and hormones <laughs> kind of express themselves um whereas if i'm if i'm really grounded mm-hmm. in god and it says in the bible doesn't it that you yeah. know he keeps us in perfect peace his mind has stayed on him mm-hmm. and so you know if you're if your focus is god mm. then actually you are you are kept in that perfect peace of god mm. and so I know I the red flags really for me are generally like oh I'm not feeling great today I need to read my bible um or this is or I'm going to take this out on Andrew in some way and that's mm-hmm. not going to be healthy um so I think the way that kind of like my relationship with God impacts mm-hmm. our relationship is the main thing is I try and I I try and make sure God is my source um and that actually God is my number one and kind of like you know mm-hmm. king of my heart and everything yeah because mm. if God isn't my source, then I'm looking to Andrew to be my source. And mm. that's not fair on him. And that's not reasonable expectation mm. of your partner. Mm-hmm. Because they're not there to complete you. Um, they're not there to fix 
your weaknesses or anything (laughs) you know they're there to partner with you through life and you're there to support each other and kind of in a in a christian context like i think kind of do do things for god together that you couldn't do Mm. on your own Mm. and things that's that's their purpose um and so Mm -hmm. if if god is not your source then you will make unfair demands of of your partner um and and that will put a strain on the the relationship i think yeah, I, I, I agree. Um, I actually, of the list of questions you sent us, I found this one the most challenging oh, to, okay. to answer at first. I thought it was really interestingly worded in what, how my relationship with God has, uh, has affected my relationship with you. Because when I read it, I initially read it as, how has my relationship with you affected my relationship with, with God? But it's kind of the other way around. Um, how has my relationship with God... I mean, I mean the thing is, is... I knew when when meeting you, and you, you like I said before, you can't be too prideful in, in what you know, um, because you know we all have more. Um, we can all grow in our faith, and we can all you know. There's so much more we have to understand and, mm-hmm. and learn, and sometimes sometimes that can be that can be really hard to to then bring in, into a relationship that we are, you know, we're bound to be kind of have different experiences mm. within the same faith. Yeah. Um, you know, different knowledge, a different interpretation of things, different preconceptions, and, you, you know, you're just shaped by whatever experience mm-hmm. you've, you've had. Absolutely. So to try and merge that with someone in a, in a, healthy, in a healthy way, mm. you do have to um, give a lot of things consideration you have to do a lot of listening to the other to the other person mm. um, to, to understand their their point in God and you have to consider that as a factor yeah. in everything you do and you have to put time into it mm. and that's just you know relationships are hard enough as it is everyone knows mm. about you know divorce rates and things like that yeah um, but the, rea- the reality of that is living out whether you're listening to this and you and you believe in God or not those 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 what what, what appear to be constraints mm. are actually are actually boundaries to help you to free you up to love mm. to love the other person yeah. and to not and as Esther was saying not to put too much not to put too much on them. Yeah. So by by having by having God with you in the relationship and mm. and going to God for for problems and mm-hmm. if you're both doing that, then it really does just free you up to just sort of love the other person. Yeah. Um, and not as as Esther put it, not to mm. sort of go to them putting a lot of problems on them and hoping that they will they will cover up any any problems that you brought into the to the relationship in the first place so. yeah uh, and you said something about boundaries that i love like it was just amazing because basically i think boundaries are keys mm. uh, if you don't have enough boundaries i was recently like uh, reading a book about that saying that a lot of christian women for example um they tend to not place boundaries in mm. their relationship like being too kind kind of mm. and that's where um their marriage just just fall apart because yeah. there is a lack of boundaries. Mm. So I think that boundaries as well, it's not a negative mm. thing. It just, mm. as you said, like help you to just love the person even more. Mm. So that was a good mm. point, yeah. But the, the, the word boundaries is such a negative it connotation. Is well. yeah. to it. It's yeah. just like when you think of boundaries, you think, oh, there are things that I can't do. Yeah. Or in this case, shouldn't do. Yeah. Um, and that's just, that's just not how it is. Mm. That's not how it is at all, but... If if you don't have that close relationship with God, yeah. you will you will do whatever satisfies you in your in your own understanding of yourself. And, yeah. and as was one of the things that stood out to me in the the passage that 
mm. Esther read from Philippians, Philippian, I think, yeah. was um, it used the phrase there, beyond your own understanding. It, yeah, that's And right. that also ties into what I said about being prideful in that, in that if you can, if you can make, if you really find your peace in faith and, mm. and take on board about that God has things for you and, and, and God is putting these things because it is beyond your understanding of it, it. Is, and that yeah. is that is what giving things to God is yeah. this is saying sometimes I don't fully understand that but mm. I feel peaceful about leaving that with you Amen. Yeah. Um, yeah. so if you can if you can come to a point of, of peace in your faith and that's when God can that's when God will bring the, the, the person along yeah. mm. um, like that's you know God's time is perfect and all that yeah. and, and you know whatever but that that practically is is what it's like is you you have got to you've got to learn to to do things slightly beyond your comprehension of them and then the reality is all the things you're hoping for god wants that for you too but it'll be even better mm. um mm. so it's easy every single day and all the time but it will be better than mm. than than whatever it is that you might be thinking it will be mm. wow 100% mm. Um, guys, if like, do you have any practical advice to give to our uh, listeners um, about the dating stage um, or dating phase? Don't plan a wedding in six months <laughs> and, and get a house in the same year. <laughs> um, practical advice: Be clear early on. We we were. I think I think one thing that Esther and I have, mm-hmm. have shared a similarity of. Correct me if I'm wrong. In in dating, mm-hmm. is that. And I think everyone does it. And there's nothing wrong with, with, with doing this, with dating and seeing where things go. And, mm. and, and, and there's, there's benefit to that because you can sort of date and be quite distant and, and see what happens and see how you feel about it. But we, I think we both got to a point where we just had some very honest conversations very early. Mm. And um, I th- yeah, I think, it's, I think it's better if... If God's, if you're, you know, mm. if you're praying about it and you meet someone that you really mm. click with, mm. just go all in. Like yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. if God's, if God's telling you to go mm. all in, just go all in and just like go with it. Mm. Um, because, yeah, we were, we were just really upfront. I think with each other, and there was no kind of game playing about like, oh, I'm not going to talk with them about kids because like okay. we've only spoken on the phone yeah. like two or three times yeah. and that kind of thing it just felt incredibly natural to be totally honest yeah and I think that's actually that was, really that, important. Was, that was the thing it felt it felt natural we didn't go in I don't think with preconceptions of I'm going to say mm. to them what are your thoughts on who do yeah. you vote for and blah 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 and then like looking mm. for a reason to cancel them or, or what have you and, and mm. but it just it just it just it just felt it felt right and that told me that we were probably both mature enough to at least yeah. be looking for the same thing and if it yeah if it wasn't in God's plan or, or whatever, then it then it wouldn't have happened. Mm. But um, yeah, that would be that would be my advice: is mm-hmm. be upfront without being confrontational about <laughs> it, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and do that. Do it. Do it with a do it with a, a heart that mm. is is looking to find the right person, mm. not a heart that is looking for a reason not to pursue this person or to pursue the relationship. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I think my practical advice would be. One of the like most useful things God told me. I mean, obviously he's told me lots of useful <laughs> things. things. Yeah, yeah. But um, he told me, he told me about he was talk, speaking to me through um, through Abraham's servant going to look for Isaac's wife. Yeah. Um, and mm-hmm. how Abraham's servant was told to go to the well and to wait at the well for 
the the wife yes. and basically to look out for the sign and obviously like mm. wells are amazing like spiritual pictures in the bible and mm. like sources of like sustaining water and obviously water is a picture of the spirit and of jesus and stuff so it's like an amazing kind of significance that 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 it was the well that they had to wait at mm. and god basically said to me when i was you know a lot a lot of people something that i have found really frustrating is a lot of people have kind of spoken to me as i've gone through my mid-20s especially as a woman when you know with having children and stuff which i do want um you know it's mm-hmm. fine if you don't want them i personally do want kids and so uh, society and particularly in the church i've had a lot of pressure from just random people who Mm -hmm. are i'm sure incredibly well-meaning but coming up to me in church and and at the end of a service and saying why do you go to this church because there aren't any single men here why don't you go to a church where there are and things like that and my my response is always well, no, this is the church that God wants me to be at. And f- and for me, that is the key mm. to finding the partner that God wants you to have is waiting at the well. And waiting at the well is where, when you are walking in God's calling for your life, when you are where God mm. wants you to be, your, your person will be coming to you and mm. they will come to you where you are because you're where God wants you to be. And if they are doing the same thing, they will be where God wants them to be mm. and you will meet and his perfect timing and it will be much easier than you anticipated wow. it would be. Yeah, but yeah. the whole thing is is wait at the well. That's what God te- kept telling me. Wait at the well. Wait at the well. Because I was at a church for, I still go to this church, for, for three or four years mm. and not a single, single Christian man walked through that door. And I, and I, and I went through a phase of feeling anxious about it and then when I came mm. into God and he told me about waiting at the well, I stopped feeling anxious about it. And when people came up to me and said, why are you at this church? I said... Because God wants me here and I'm waiting for the world. Yeah, um, yeah mm. that would be my advice. Wow. Well, that's a slight extension of um, the story you told about what, what people mm. may have said to you in church. Is, um, there's nothing wrong with whatever season you're in at the moment, whatever mm. stage you're at of, of dating. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. God, God, mm. will, God, will, meet you. God will meet you there mm. um, and, use that as a, and use that as a starting point. Um, yeah, I think there can be sort of one or two damaging messages to to that about you know what you should have done by certain times in life and mm. um, I feel really strongly about that that's nonsense and doesn't, yeah. doesn't really matter yeah wow well guys that's a preach like you are just a couple <laughs> goal of wisdom I'll say. Like, that's alright I've got nothing to say to <laughs> we'll do another one in two years of yeah. marriage for separating that we'll see again guys for your for your time uh, that was really like insightful so thank you very much thanks for thank having you us thank <laughs> you I had so much fun interviewing these two their vision towards relationships is so aligned with God's will that you can sense without a doubt that they are building a long-lasting path for years to come. Relationships, as they said, requires faith. Faith in the God that will provide, provide the right person aligned with your calling and also honor you. It requires having your heart linked with God so you can hear what he will tell you when the person will show up while waiting at the well. Thank you again, guys. Stay tuned as there is more episodes to come on Heart Check.
リゾッ